And we are live. What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Oh, I think I got that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my shit. There it is. That's my shit. Also, gotta have, I gotta have my uh, JJ, you like that one, right? The... Gotta get the soldier boy going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I troll my wife yeah, with fly up in there. We're watching the, the show you. So <laughs> but yeah, she hates ah. it. She like anytime. Anytime like anybody on that show says you, like I'll be <laughs> in the kitchen just screaming across the house, like, who'd I say? What do you say? Who's going out? You. <laughs> you got to do. You got to do the getting up in there yeah. with it, though. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I got Superman that hoe. <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> William, do it again, just for the people. You. So next time, all the guys out there, you're making love to your lady. Make sure you Superman that hoe whilst, you know, so. <laughs> so anyways, what's going on, Nooners? We're live. Uh, it's Thursday. JJ stressing out about the Steelers game. Who are they playing tonight? They're playing them Vikings, man. Yeah, I, just, I don't claim them, though. See, hey. Mm-hmm. CH from the the dirty cold north. Right. He's got he's got them boys and we'll see how we do it. It's thirty two right now. It was like negative three or five the other morning. That was too much for me. Yeah, it's pretty cold. We've actually uh, here in Iowa, we've kind of escaped that so far. Like the the highs have been like mid fifties, which is pretty awesome, but. And then next yeah. week, next week, like the next Wednesday, it's supposed to be like a high of 75 right now, which is weird, um, which pretty much means... Yeah, tomorrow we're supposed to get about a foot, foot of snow. Fuck that noise. I hate snow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, it's cool for Christmas, and then I want like gone. Yeah. Jessica, have you ever seen snow? Holly that, that, uh... What? Jessica, have you ever seen snow, like in person? Oh, oh my God, yes. Just because I'm from California. Yeah, it's here. I don't know. I know I've people... actually only seen snow a couple times. But... I'm about to say, I know people live in Florida that have never seen snow in person. So I lived in Germany uh, when I was in the army and it snowed like, it, they got like the most snow they had gotten in like 20 years. Oh yeah? Well, <laughs> like, like the day I got there, well, like Southern Germany, or were you like up in Frankfurt? Yeah, yeah like my, right my buddy there. was, well, he was stationed there flying Apaches out of there. And he was like, it was basically just, they were flying the, uh, the like Russia border and shit up there all the time. And he's like, it was just all snow, like for eight months out of the year, it was just snow in the mountains just constantly <laughs> yeah so well uh, anyways welcome everybody obviously uh tonight i am joined by jj the host of high and angry who uh 
at this point in time, has been on enough shows, he might actually kind of be my uh, de facto co-host. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, we've also got the ever lovely Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? Wonderful. I've got my wine. I'm good. Nice. <clears throat> got your wine. I love using my soundboard. And then we are also joined by the now. It's finally been resolved. He is officially going by C-Hapes. What's going on? We're good. You know, when uh, Holloway gives you a nickname, I guess you got to embrace it. So I'm all right with that. Yeah. Anytime he, if, if Dan Holloway gives you a nickname or calls you like shithead, dirtbag, Piece of, I get piece of shit a lot from him. Um, he called me bitch. Made my day. Yeah, it's an honor, you know. <laughs> so. I try to tell people that, like, he called me a dumb bitch. He's done it multiple times, but it. Yeah, it's a term it, of affection. It's, it's like a term of endearment from mm -hmm. him. If I if I can become his only black it. friend, that'd be great too. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm already other people's only black friends, so that I mean. You know, right. I've said it on the four J or on the show before, JJ, that you are the neuters. Every neuters, I have a black friend defense. That's it. Yeah, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, neuters. Just oh. hit me in my DMs. That's all you got to do. Yep. God. But yeah, so being called any kind of a derogatory name or uh, yeah, shithead, <clears throat> piece of shit, stupid bitch from uh, Dan Holloway is definitely a, a badge of honor to wear because if he really thought you were any of those things, he just wouldn't acknowledge you in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. So that's cool. Ooh. How's everybody in the live chat doing tonight? Is uh, the audio coming in all right? Uh, video? I'm using this like sweet new app that I failed. So now my, uh, my super not poor iPhone 13 Pro Max super absorbent blah 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 um can get me some 4k video for this one you know i think it's working out just well just flexing over there mm -hmm. got all the yeah yeah i'm using my phone right now as a webcam i've still got my laptop Here, up and shit one. but um i found an app to where you could like use it as a webcam for your computer i'll, I'll shoot it to you it's pretty dope it's free so but yeah, everybody yeah. has to say something's free and not, now you sound poor. Uh, yeah. You got to work harder. <sighs> You're right. Now I gotta go find a paid one. Damn it. Ooh, right yeah. around Christmas too. Oh, fuck. That's the, uh, the, the gulag gang for life, baby. You know what I'm saying? You got to work harder. You got to get in them trenches. Yep. You gang, know. gang, gang, gang. Yep. That's it. Gang, gang, work harder. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, you know, if you're in a rough situation, make sure you make sure bootstrap Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. He's he's English too, so he'd be like bootstraps, bootstraps, right? Good, I guess. <laughs> I rarely, I rarely wear boots. Um, it's been a very long time since. Uh, I've pirated, you know, that was a phase of my twenties. Uh, you know, I met some, some pretty, uh, wild Somali guys, smoked a bunch of cot, 
you know, started being a pirate for a while. Uh, I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so well, that's where Hold the movie on. got I'm that sorry. wrong. That was actually me. They blackwashed my character in that movie. <laughs> blackwashed. But let me tell you something. <laughs> captain Phillips wasn't near as charming <clears throat> as Tom Hanks, okay? I was a well, I'm saying the, the the Somalis got as bad as teeth as the as the British, though, don't they? You know what I'm saying in that same yeah. the, in that same vein of things, though, right? Yeah, the British teeth thing is fucking real and it's hereditary. Like this this mouth. That's why I stay away from the camera as much as possible. Nah, it's gnarly. Like I got teeth, like fucking summer teeth, summer here, summer there, doing jumping jacks and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had braces and then uh, when I was still living in North Carolina right before I moved to Iowa actually like I went to a, a, a normal dental appointment so this was like early 20s and uh, they're like oh your wisdom teeth are coming in like don't worry you have plenty of room well it turns out I didn't have plenty of room and they like yeah my wisdom teeth coming in fucked up all my other teeth so it's been a, I got that uh, going on right now. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah, so the past, I don't know, two years, I've been doing quite a bit of work. And uh, anybody who has dental insurance, by the way, like dental insurance fucking sucks no matter how good of a job you have. I've found. It's yeah, it's shit. Straight, straight garbage. Straight <laughs> garbage is what Woob, it is. Woob Raider said Billiam's teeth are throwing up gang signs. I like that one. I'm thinking that. I'm <laughs> That's a good one. He's one of the funniest dudes in the chat every day. Womb Raider. You got to have a sense of humor when you fucking your pullout game sucks. You know, I think you got like six kids. <laughs> Damn. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. I know. Just like what I say about like Rocco, like a dude can't pull out of his own driveway. Yeah. Whoa. Stop. Yeah. You making, making that Hollywood money though, right? You know. I suppose. Can't hate if you're making Hollywood money. At this if point, I had Hollywood money, I'd have like 10 kids. Uh, yeah. Well, I think at this point with all that kids, like the Hollywood money is like what's required, you know? <laughs> but I, I worked with a guy with 10 kids one time with the same woman. And uh, I always asked him, like, at that point, does the government just like put money on your checks? Like you've hit like once you hit a deductible threshold, they just start adding it to your checks. He didn't get it. Hey, I, I went to high school. I went to high school with like three Irish Catholic families that had like 12 kids apiece. I mean, like one of them actually lived, one of the families actually lived in the rectory at the church where our Catholic school was. They lived in the rectory, which is where priests and nuns live. Uh-huh. So. They had 10 kids or 12 kids living in the rectory at the church. And I mean, they would walk, obviously they walked to school every day. It was a trip. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe womb raiders just spend more time blowing loads at his wife's rectory. And there wouldn't Go over their house. <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, Billy. I had to let the... so. Anyways, hair's looking on point tonight, JJ. <laughs> 
I had to let I had to let the flow. Moon Raider is going to be a grandpa. Appreciate it. I'm going to get it as damn. Six kids. Grandpa. Moon Raider's over here saying six kids, two houses, two beautiful women, and one of my kids is having twins. Well, congratulations on the uh, twin grandparentage. Uh, the two women thing. Like, are you Mormon? We- because that would explain a lot. Why is he having grandkids? Womb Raider? I mean, do you, do you understand how grandkids work? He's not <laughs> I don't I'm, I've never met him. Enough? I don't even oh, know if he's a real started. person. He could be a Russian bot just saying oh, wild ass shit in my live chat. I mean, you know, I think that at least uh, uh, 60% of. Uh, of everybody in every chat is at least a Russian bot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you never know. I think we're, you know, you, you base it off the 60-40 rule. Yeah. Well, damn. That means like... And, and I mean, if percent of them are... I mean, that means even Craig Gillespie is a Russian bot, and we didn't oh, even we know. we knew. He tried to take out Ross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we i got i got you craig i got you yeah somebody, i know somebody i don't know who uh put it in the live chat that ross survived the Deleski variant which is pretty funny <laughs> but in craig's defense ross though he thought the joke was funny ross said he was sick before he went to the wedding which uh you know, very irresponsible of Ross, but also nobody else at the wedding seemed to get sick. So I don't know how true that is. So. I mean, you know, the the Rona hits where the Rona wants. No kidding. And for one, I and think uh, I think I think Thin Ross. Well, I think Ross the Rona? Great, you know. He was still getting sweaty today on the one of the shows. I kind of noticed that. Gets all worked up some days. Yeah, yeah. I told def- him if he was drinking the high and angry, the high and angry rum, then he'd be okay. But you know, <sighs> I gotta send some down there. I think his uh, his probably his body weight would dictate like three drops of rum would probably have him blacked out and maybe back in the hospital <laughs> at this point. I was really trying to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody follows me on like Instagram and shit, but a couple of months ago I accidentally paid like $25 for like one of those deep fake apps. So I used the shit out of it and I was really trying to find, uh, some stuff from the movie thinner to put Ross's face on. I couldn't find Oh, anything. that's a good movie. Yeah. I couldn't find anything, but I made a really dope, uh, video of him as Freddie Mercury. What was the line from that where he he wipes his the corner of his wife's mouth and bed? He's like, "You're gonna be a sweet treat." Wasn't that wasn't that the the line from Thunder? I think so. I haven't seen that movie in years. Oh, that's a good one. So, but we'll jump right into this. Enough of enough of our bullshit. Uh, you know, Jessica just keeps on and on and on and on. Just kidding, Jessica. Um, so I'm trying not to. What was that? 
Try not to interrupt. Oh, nothing, though. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, so uh, there's something that uh, has come up quite a bit in live chats in the past, and everybody seems to have an opinion <clears throat> on it. Um, so I figured, like, hell, might as well get some people on and talk about it and see what the live chat thinks. But um, whenever the the subject of higher education seems to be discussed on the, you know, all the podcasts. Um, it seems like there's a, a fairly general consensus that most four-year degrees, or I guess maybe most attending most uh, four-year universities, so to speak, the, the value compared to what you pay just isn't, isn't equal anymore. Um, I don't even know what, what college tuition is at a normal state college anymore. Like I would assume that, uh, before books and living expenses, like a four year degree at like university, Iowa has got to be somewhere around, I don't know, like 15 grand a year. I'm not sure. I know what it was when I was in school at NC state and it was, it was pretty damn expensive. Um, but also, Wolfpack. yeah. Uh, also, though, like I, unlike a lot of people that I went to school with that ended up going, that went directly to college, I went to a community college first and ended up saving a shit ton of money. But um, I remember being like a senior in high school. So this would have been 06. So a while ago, but not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, uh, or at least. I guess maybe I want to think that so I don't realize how old I am (laughs) Um, or that, you know, age is a thing that comes and gets us all. But I had a, like my advisor, like senior advisor was actively trying to talk me out of going to community college first. Um, Almost made it seem like, Oh yeah. Like you want to go to community college, I guess, you know, McDonald's hires people all the time, you know? So I don't know. Like it seems like trade schools have, or I don't know, I'm not gonna say historically, but in the, I don't know, post 2001 era, I guess you could say that time frame. it seems like they've been actively pushed as less than and 18 year old kids are being asked to go spend $100,000 that they don't have, that they get in debt to go get a degree that when they come out, uh, doesn't really seem to be worth a whole hell of a lot anymore. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that. It just seems like any kind of, at least in my opinion, um, any kind of non-trade specific four-year degree from a you know state university, when you get out, any kind of job that's available for that isn't worth the money you paid for the degree. So, Billiam, I got told... Um, my senior year of high school that uh, I should become a garbage man. Um, it was it was told to me flat out like, hey, look, you know, maybe college isn't the thing for you, even though I was on, you know, I was a member of the National Honor Society. I had, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it had, maybe there were several, uh, several things factored into the point that I, I should probably be a garbage person, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. 
I've got a philosophy and theater arts performance degree from a university that gave me a scholarship because of, uh, I mean, you could call it affirmative action, but I went and took a test with a bunch of other black people and they're like, hey, let's give this black person who got a good grade on the test uh, some money to go to college. And I mean, look, I went to Pitt and I got, I think I got, I was out of state and out of state was like 25 grand a year. And I got like 17 of it paid through this. I took a test and they gave me a scholarship. As long as I kept my GPA above like 3.5, you know, there's loopholes for everybody. I had a professor who once told me that he got, uh, he went to uh, Rutgers and it's a little known fact that Rutgers has a scholarship for gingers. If you are a true ginger, you can go and compete against all the other gingers with a test and get a scholarship to go to Rutgers. So if you're out there, go to Rutgers, look up the Ginger Scholarship, and definitely get that cash. <laughs> so so you're saying that Rutgers has a scholarship that not one single soul has ever been awarded? Yeah, no, no. There's no souls involved uh, because we know that they're soulless. But what I am saying is that, you know, if you're – even if your beard grows in like Dan Holloway's, like kind of gingery gray blondie, like you could still probably swing it in your, uh, in your preference, you know? Yeah. I applied for, I'm like, uh, uh, like one thirty second Miami nation Indian. Mm. So I, I, I tried to get a scholarship through that. I see it in your face. I see it in your face. Yeah. Yeah, my old see white English face. Yeah. Um, no, I see it. I yeah, see it. I applied for a scholarship, a college scholarship through them, and they sent me a pretty pointed letter about how they don't appreciate me uh, trying to take advantage of my 30 seconds of a uh, Miami nationality. You got to shoot your shot, though, man. Hey, they got the money. White people can't build casinos. Actually, I think we can. That's what Vegas Navajo, is. Navajo, I think. Out. Get any of them. Some yeah. of these tribes are real stingy. Yeah. I mean, I know that I'm I'm half black, and uh, uh, my my mom, Mrs. Cambody. If you're in the chat, Mrs. Cambody, she was in my uh, Instagram chat. Uh, she told me to check black on all of my stuff and I did. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I asked my but, wife that. Like, but, go ahead. Go ahead, Jessica. Uh, what did say about like, even the like ginger scholarship or whatever scholarship that you went out for there, that's, and like, for me, no one from my family went to college. Like there was no expectation for any of us to go and I was a good student not in, actually not in high school I ended up doing pretty bad but that was for a whole other <laughs> thing um but I so I went to junior college and there was still like there was never any expectation on me and my parents 
just knew zero about the college system, about scholarship. My mom, I remember she like apologized to me because she, she was like, I have no idea how to apply, how to get scholarships, how to look for any of this stuff. There's just like, and we, we, the school that I came from was like mostly low income. Like it was Huntington Beach High School District, but we were like the poor school. So there's a lot of Mexicans and a lot of Vietnamese at my school. And there was no, there was no pressure for anyone to go to a four year. They didn't expect it from anyone because everyone's family was poor and the kids were in gangs. And so they never even tried to like guide you along. I think there was like one program that started at my school that was, uh, was called AVID. I don't know if anyone else has that in their high schools, but it was specifically to prepare kids for going to college. Like they taught you how to study. They taught you um, like classes you needed to take. They went on field trips to colleges. They talked to representatives from colleges. They had helped the entire way through. And you can start that when you're a freshman. But that, that was like brand new and no one really knew about it. I think like well, stuff I mean, like that definitely needs to be put into like, especially lower income when these kids have like no clue that that's even an option for them, that they can get help to go to college, any of that. And the other thing is like, even if they want to go to college, like I fully think that kids should be taking a year off at least because probably 90% of people who find out what they actually want to do, they don't need a degree for it. There's even, even what I've ended up doing with um, interior design, which, you know, most people think is like decorating. It's not decorating. There's a lot more that goes into it. I learned building codes. I learn uh, space planning and like, there's just a whole other thing. But the only reason that I would need to get a four-year degree was if I wanted to go work and places but that like it's nothing's like really taught to you like what education level do you actually need realistically to go into the field that you want to you don't find that out until you're like halfway oh through. yeah for sure I mean like I, I I looked at it from the perspective of you know I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to do stage and I wanted to do like all kinds of shit. And like when I was in high school, there was nobody saying, hey, this is how you do this. So I didn't go to a college where it was a conservatory program for acting. Like, I, you know, traditionally those programs were, you know, you audition to get in. Um, but I went to Pitt right down the street from Carnegie Mellon University where like, you know, probably I would say like 50 industry actors who work actively in Hollywood right now are alumni of. And, you know, for me, I had to look to try to get my BFA through combining programs and like scrounging together bullshit. And, you know, but nobody told me, like I went in my first, I had my first audition at the University of Pittsburgh uh, for one of their main stage plays. And nobody told me how the audition process worked. Uh, I didn't understand the industry. So the first thing that I did 
which is what my dad taught me was if you're going for an interview, uh, you shake everybody's hand who's sitting behind the table. So my first audition, literally for a play, uh, everybody sitting behind that table. I went up and I was like, hi, I'm JJ Jackson. Uh, how are you doing? Hi, Jason, how are you doing? And like went down the line, ended up, I got the part, but fuck, like how many people walked into that audition and were like me? Nobody. <laughs> like, <laughs> but nobody told me, Yeah, you know? And, you know, when you look at it, it's like, well, let's focus in on this. Like, let's give these kids a chance. Like, nominally, I had no chance with the way I, you know, let's give these kids a chance, you know, if they like acting or they like the arts or they like design or they like, you know, because stagecraft was in high school i don't know right. sorry soapbox off yeah no it's, it's good it's so good. even the fact that you had no idea as basic as a as an audition like that's something they should teach you like day one you know what i mean like and and people like to shit on the junior colleges and you know there's you know, whatever, they're not as preserved way, like a slacker if you go to a, a community college. However, I went to Long Beach, Cal State Long Beach has the best interior design program in Southern California, pretty much maybe San Diego. But I got into that program and I was going through it and I didn't stay there because I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like they're making me take in drill design classes my major I wasn't even in the interior design program after I transferred doing two years of all this shit they had me in the general design and then after two years of taking more general ed and more in industrial design I, then I could apply to get into their interior design program like they were going to waste two more years of my life doing shit that wasn't a applying to my major at all and I, I spent one semester there and I was like I'm not fucking doing this this is insane I'm 30 years old I can't do this for another four years it's gonna be four more years after I transferred there after doing two years I went back to the junior college and every and I knew this before but it really hit me like every single one of the classes that I took there my instructors were actually working in the field they had their own businesses they knew what the fuck they were doing and all of their projects were specific job skill related. You were not learning anything that was like they they honed those classes down so that you are prepared for a job as soon as you leave there. So I think like I'm gonna do their certificate program. If someone doesn't want to hire me because I didn't get the bachelor's degree, then hey, so be it. You well, know, at least, and you at least you didn't uh, you know get out of college with a four year degree <laughs> and then enlist in the army as an airborne infantryman. So. <laughs> so i made sure i got that out of the way and then i left to go to the army and then i came back and was like okay this is actually what i knew what i wanted to do at that point my drill sergeants told me i was really good at acting like i was an infantryman so you know you know <laughs> yeah you 
What about you, uh, C. Hapes? Like, what, what, what was your experience like coming out of high school? And like, did did you go to school? Did you go to tech school, or did did you yeah. go straight to the workforce? Um, actually, I feel like I got kind of lucky. I knew what I wanted to do right away, which was to become a machinist. Mm-hmm. Um, I I grew up around like monster trucks and four wheel drive racing and all sorts of shit like that. So then a lot of guys that you know are my dad's age, they're all you know I would talk to them like where, where'd you buy that like part on your truck well i made it and then that, that was the answer for all of them i'm like well shit i want to have a cool truck so i want to make my own shit too so then i i took all like the high school metal shop classes uh figured i had a future in it got a job sweeping floors at a machine shop in town and then decided that well i'm just going to do this i'm not going to go to college so i when i was talking to my guidance counselor in high school they kind of laughed at me. They're like, well, why, why do you want to go work in a filthy shop like that? Why wouldn't you want to do, you know, X, Y, or Z? And I was like, well, I'm not really cut out for that. I'm kind of fucking stupid. Like you guys know that. Look at my, look at my grades. Like I wasn't at all fucking elite, like academic kid at all. So then uh, <laughs> Molly uh, brought me a note. She says that education system does not measure intelligence. It measures obedience. Yeah, she wanted me to get that in. She popped in, handed that fucker to me, which I agree with that too. Fair, fair. Point. I don't really think that the school system works. They don't. Uh, they don't fucking want to help you. They don't want to help guide you. Like nothing like that. Like I got shit on because I knew what I wanted to do, and then I chose not to go to college right away because I had a job. I wanted to gain experience before I went to college. And to me, I mean, I think it worked out. I've been doing it for 16 fucking years. I'm on my second company since high school. Like, I knew what I wanted to do. And the way I see other kids that are younger and in high school now, the way they get stifled. Like, I know kids that said they wanted to be a plumber, and then they get fucking laughed at. Like, my ex-brother-in-law made millions before. He owned a fucking plumbing company. It gets... I don't get why people shit on. I've watched these dudes and like I, I'm certified like train the trainer on a lot of uh, plumbing applications, whether it's like uh, groove pipe, uh, solvent cementing, etc. You know, general pipe fitting, and I'm like, you know, and I, I don't have a background. Like I didn't go to college for that shit. Uh, I'm just a salesperson. But I think to these dudes, it's like, you know, as a salesperson, I look at these dudes and they're in the trades and they're making more money than I am. And it's like, okay, well, you know, where did I fuck go? But no, nah, I get you, man. Like, if you want to, uh, to be something and you got the idea in your head, then like, you know, we need to create an environment where that idea is cultivated it gets stepped all on because it's like it's just like me wanting to be an actor in high school right i want to be an actor well uh how are you going to make money doing that uh well i think i can do that well there's this, this obstacle this obstacle this obstacle and it's like well if you guys would have said to me you need to go audition for conservatory theater programs uh, to become one of the, like, they call them mafia programs, because essentially, if you go to the right school, you get the jobs beyond that school, uh, the acting jobs. 
it's like if you would have steered me in that direction then i would have i wouldn't be sitting here and it's like you know we need to give the our kids that kind of direction to where it's like inspiration and the stifling of ideas is so abound that it's like no you need to go and get a poli sci degree well that's not gonna fuck up you you're just gonna become another rube talking to other rubes about rube shit like give me a break like go apply yourself actually yeah we already have one ruben part of it too is like rubens (laughs) but yeah like one issue i see with oh sorry no no go ahead go ahead go ahead you're making some pretty good points like one issue i see with people with people that are coming through now like i've been at my company now for almost 11 years and i'm kind of one of the more guys older than me that are starting and they're fresh in the trade like ex-construction workers you know they hurt their back and they they can't do it anymore but then there's a lot of people that come in because they got pushed and then maybe it it was a shitty guidance counselor or like a uncle that didn't really know what they wanted to do so hey you should go maybe go try being a machinist well then they come into our shop and it's like bare minimum. Like no one wants to put any effort in. No one wants to learn. And we've been seeing that so much more. And I've been working with engineering interns for the last three years. I have them come in and they run, they run our uh, CMM machine. So they do all of our uh, inspection and that kind of crap. And a lot of the kids are super intelligent. I have one guy right now that he's, he's leaving to go work for Polaris and it sucks. Like I, I hate losing them. But the kid I had before him, he could not get through the full day without asking me simple questions, same shit over and over. And I'm like, you spent 50 grand per year to get a four-year degree, and you don't know shit. You've been here for a year and a half. Like, I feel bad that he's an intern, and I'm doing my best to teach him, but it's, I, I don't really get what the disconnect with that stuff is. Like, it's, but, but, I don't know if it's motivations in people. You've got to be, but Chapes, you got to be built a certain way. Like, it's the same thing that I was talking about last night on, on my cast with being a salesperson. Like, being a salesperson, like, I, I've watched uh, many a person fail um, sitting in a meeting or being uh, quote-unquote personable or even having a semblance of uh what does this customer need and that's not i think there are i think what we've got away from is the fact that there are uh there are inherent tendencies and learn tendencies and ones that's great if you're cultivating a uh that's great if you're cultivating a you know, a, a long-term technical career, like, because you learned something, but the inherent tendencies, I feel like we're not cultivating that with our kids where it's like, look, if you are outgoing, if you've got a way with people, if you've got this, if you got this, if you got this, then you could possibly do this and maybe start out there. But the rest of it is just icing on the fucking cake, especially if you learn a trade beyond your inherent tendencies and it's like 
you know, we're not, uh, we're not giving, all we're giving is negative feedback in a, in a loop to people who, uh, who look at themselves in the, we're teaching our kids to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, I want to be a doctor. It's like, nah, nigga, you don't want to be a doctor. What you want to be is a person that helps take care of people. Well, maybe that's geriatric care or, uh, occupational therapy. Like, there's a uh, there's an inherent thing in people and it's like that instead of stifling it by something that's so far beyond what the actual impetus of their uh, of their curiosity is and you know give the feed the impetus of that curiosity instead of stifling it being like you're going to be president of the united states well like maybe you'll be a staff member for congressman so and so you know like give them that like that's that's appropriate that's good right and i think I that know. that kind of goes to the point um you know like c hapes was making about he already knew kind of what he wanted to do and I think like any kind of blue collar trade now seems to be looked down on by the education system. And just like you also said was that, you know, the, the education system is, is very much flawed. I think that uh, children are taught now, especially with standardized testings in high schools, like you're taught to pass the test. That's something that I um, kind of learned in high school. I figured that one out. Um, mainly because my mother is an educator and she hates that system. And she even told me like they're what they're teaching you. Like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately it's, it's the curriculum. You need to do what they're saying, but like, you're not kids. I mean, I get like a, a kid in middle school doesn't quite know what, how to think, what the fuck to think. Right. But once you're in high school, I mean, you're, you're molding people, at least at one point in time, I feel high school is made to mold kids into semi-capable adults by the time they leave right and now they're just being uh pounded like a book shoved in their face and pounded to pass a test right and no no real efforts made into you know making them into a a thoughtful human and preparing them for the lives outside that door right i think if they did that you'd still have plenty of kids going to college right they'd be like oh i've I've thought it through. I think this is what I want to do. And the best choice of the best path for that is to go straight to a four-year degree. But now it's, it's, uh, Oh, Hey, Hey kid, you, uh, you're really good at writing. You should become a writer. And here's the top four schools for writing. I was like, in reality, somebody should be like, Hey, if you love writing, just write. And, uh, you know, and get better at it. Like start from the, had a really, you know, and, Hey, um, I got a really great book for the writers out there. It's the Strunk and White. Sit down with the Strunk and White. They're on their seventh edition right now. I think I've showed it to you guys in our, our chat. Yeah. Sit down with the book, the 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 manual for the thing, and I will tell you that you will find more in that book on the elements of style than you will sitting in the class listening to some old gray hair motherfucker being like well what you have to do is uh, uh, is accommodate the real punctuation with uh, uh, 
It's like, no, shut the fuck up. Read the right. book. Right, and that's well, why... And they don't teach you shit like that, JJ. Like, it's... I, I firmly believe that college is, a, like, a for-profit industry. So they're going to try to sh- tell you what's actually important. They get to make up their own curriculum. curriculum. They're not preparing you for the fucking job that you're seeking. They're just telling you what they think you need to know, what they deem important. And right. a, lot of, a lot of people that I've noticed in, like, in, like, my trade that go into education, they're the guys that didn't know shit. They didn't have... <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have a like a good experience in the shop so well if you can't do i'll teach and it's yeah probably, it's probably ways they don't have to have accountability like that's i mean that's the we, old saying is if you yeah. can't do if you can't do you teach and that's fucked up <laughs> like i imagine that's how it is for most trades and most other career paths like you're not getting the top of the line people like former CEOs to teach classes or whatever else. I mean, whatever your subject may be, you're not getting those people. You're getting the good enough. Like yeah. maybe, maybe I was good enough to do it. Yeah. And I think that that almost points out, um, Dan Holloway had a really good conversation yesterday with, um, a, a prior, I get a person who formerly was in academia and she kind of spoke to how, tenured professors or I guess professors in general are all working towards tenure and that's that's the motivation not teaching people in four years like in, a, in the uh kind of like what you said see it's almost like the industry of higher education um and that's where so my story is so I went to a community college I actually took a year off after high school uh ish I mean I, I went like part-time to the community college you know I took like one or two classes uh, for, you know, two semesters, but nothing stressful. Cause, um, I, I don't know. I, I felt like, and I still feel like maybe I was one of the rare kids who saw what the push to go into college was like, and realized like, Hey, like this guy that's telling me, you know, not to go to community college first. Like, I don't think he really like knows what he's talking about. I think that he's bought into this, like, if you don't have a four-year degree, then you're going to be a failure in life. And my, and I guess maybe my advantage was my dad was, or was until very recently, like a, a painting contractor and did well for many years without, I mean, he's from, he's from London. So who knows what kind of fucking education he got. He probably like, I think he left school at like 16 and started working. Uh, he, was able to be successful. My mom um, was going to school to be a teacher and got pregnant with my brother. My older brother left and was an assistant for years and then worked her way, like went to school part-time with two kids and became a, um, became a teacher. And then in a very short amount of time, career-wise, I mean, so she was probably in her early 30s when she became an actual, like, you know, degreed teacher. Um, and then by the time I was a senior in high school, you know, so fast forward 15 years, um, she was a very successful elementary school principal, uh, turned a, turned a impoverished school around and was, uh, being begged to run for superintendent of one of the wealthier counties in North Carolina. Um, so with that, I thought like, I was able to kind of look at that and be like, this whole, like, you have to go to college or you're going to be a failure. It was kind of a lie. So I went to community college and loved it. Um, I thought to your point about, uh, 
you know, the educators and, and universities and stuff, I actually thought my community college teachers were great because they were all, most of them were like part-time, especially anything revolving any of the, um, the actual, so I went for engineering, mechanical engineering, any of the people like the, the machine shop guy, the actual like CAD engineering teacher, the welding teacher, they were all like, that's what they did full time and wanted to teach people to do that. Um, so I got so much, and, and like I said, kind of the beginning of this discussion, uh, it's a discussion on like value of the education you're paying for. I got so much more value out of that, right? Because I was actually being taught by people within the industry instead of people that are teaching you the theory about what you might go do one day. So I got my two-year degree from there. It took me three and a half years because I like to, you know, every once in a while I'd take a, a light semester and fuck around, you know? Um, my, I don't know about community college where you're at. The community colleges where I'm at are full of all the really hot girls that weren't smart enough to go to a four-year school right off the bat, you know? So there was some distractions, you know? Um, but then I went to, I transferred to NC State. But by the time I transferred, I already had a job doing design engineering with a company. You know, I was also doing some part-time work for um, Mazda as a, a racing engineer for their road racing crew. And a year into, uh, you know, a $12,000 a semester education, I was like, this is not the same thing. This is, the, the way I'm being taught is not the same as what got me here. And then uh, that was right around 08. It was, I think it was actually 09 technically, but like I said, my dad was a painting contractor. My mom was a, still a teacher at that time. Shit went south. And uh, up until then, I was fortunate enough to kind of have their financial support for education. So after that, they, uh, they kind of said, hey, if you want to finish your degree, it's kind of going to be on you. So I made a, you know, <coughs> and I actually kind of ran the numbers and thought like, hey, I'm, I'm already in a job doing what I want to do with this degree. Do I really want to go into debt in another year and a half of school? So I left. And um, so, I, yeah, I never got a four-year degree in engineering. Yet I'm still working as an engineer because I have the job experience. And I think I tell a lot of people that a lot of these degrees nowadays, I think um, most of them, well, I don't know most of them, a fair few of them, if you go get a two-year degree in what you are passionate about, the the extra two years of job experience you will get, like if you get a two-year, go into the go into the market, do what you want to do. You might start at a lower level, but that extra two years of job experience is going to put you in a better place for far less money than if you went directly to a four-year school to get a degree in that. Well, Bill, I tell you, I, I, 90% of the motherfuckers that I know that have a PE and they took the PE tests and they're certified PEs, I mean, they're miserable and they fucking hate the companies that they work for, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, like, I, I mean, it, it's not recommended by the people who have PEs to the people whom are engineering students right. behind them to go and get their PE. Right. But I mean, like, to the point, it's like, uh, Jessica, like, 
I'm sure that, you know, you could look at a, uh, a cat or a BIM drawing of a room and, you know, you can design programs that, you know, you've uh, cultivated and accumulated over time, especially in this technical technological age and be like, oh, well, the aesthetic says this, uh, or, you know, the, uh, I think this uh, within the design concept, like it, there's to everything, everybody has an eye to everything. Like I feel like personally uh, should have been pushed more into being uh, in the theater arts or the, the arts in general or speaking, etc. But the barrier to entry becomes um, uh, other people's expectations at that academic level. And to be honest, it's a, like I said before, it's a bunch of gray haired motherfuckers that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And that's the barrier to entry that everybody needs must understand that's their barrier of entry to their quote unquote success. So give that a thought before you sit down in a classroom that's costing you $20,000 a year because your barrier of entry is this motherfucker who couldn't do. So he's teaching and that's your barrier of entry. So you need to prove to him that you can do and not teach. (laughs) You know what I mean? Also, I do want to kind of go back and say like, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on anybody that has a, you know, went directly into school. I'm not trying to shit on, Anybody who's, you know, kids are in school. I'm not doing that at all. Um, I'm simply just giving you my opinion on what the value of a lot of degrees are. And somebody in here said, uh, DJ Davies, kind of to my point is, most people that go and get non-STEM degrees end up working in field, end up having careers in fields unrelated. So, like I said, I mean, I left without getting a four-year degree in engineering. Um, I've had... There's been some downfalls of that. You know, obviously a lot of jobs, there's some jobs that I've applied for that said, hey, you don't have the degree. You have the experience and exactly what we want. You don't have the degree, so sorry. Um, But also I know like there's some, there are, I definitely want uh, the guy who's designing the airplane I'm riding on to have some sort of higher education. You know, Um, I just knew at that point, I was doing what I wanted to do. I was doing CAD part design, you know, for, for a manufacturing company. That's what I enjoyed doing. I still enjoy doing it. Um, so at that point, like I said, the whole point of this is the value, the 40 some thousand dollars, I was gonna have to go into debt just to finish the degree to go do what I wanted to do. Didn't have value at that point. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my point. Like once again, like I, as a, as a parent, I'm still kind of struggling with what do I tell my kids about, you know, higher education. And I think, um, part of that is that I've still ingrained with, you know, college is the way to go. Um, but yeah, like, so I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, we all have. Well, Jessica, kids. did you, Jessica, did you take the student loan repayment program or did you, uh, well, you, you got your education after, so you use the GI bill, but like, like I, I was, I didn't take the student loan repayment program when I 
went in after college, I paid off my student loans in the hopes that I would be able to get like a master's degree, which I'm still, honestly, I'm still like, that's on the horizon. I will get my master's degree and whatever with my GI bill, but fuck, like find the time. Yeah. I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that is no, like, yeah. Go ahead, Jessica, go ahead. Master's I was in school after COVID started, I was still in school full time and she was not in school and I was homeschooling her and trying to do my classes like holy shit that was non-existent like it was, i had to pass my classes or <laughs> pay back the gi bill like pay back pay back right that's that's what it is i, I watched my brother do that shit and i'm <laughs> like nah there, there's no way i could pay that like yeah pay it back fuck wait, but <laughs> what so i wanted to just like real quick with the we're talking about like what do you say to your like what do you do with your kids now right because you know all these things you know that the university system is somewhat of a just you know money-making machine they do they need to be charging that much fuck no um and but it, it is still useful if you know i think it's dependent on the child honestly because and, and not only that but making sure when they're young you're encouraging them as much as you can to try new things to explore interests to let them decide what they want to get into because not only are they like parents these days are so focused on getting their kid to college they don't give a shit what their kids actually interested in or what they would want to go to college for it's just we need to get there you're going to go to a good college and this is how we're going to do it so and school doesn't encourage you to explore your in interests they, they have their their curriculum they're testing and this is what we got to do this is how we get you through they don't no one cares what the kid is interested in so as a parent i think that's probably one of the most important things is allowing your child the freedom to figure out what they like at a young age like i know for a fact my kid's gonna be doing something with animals like i can't get her away from animals you know if she's on youtube she's watching animal <clears throat> animal games just you know what's their but, what's their aptitude right like right like what what do they want to do and at what level are they going to be able to do that and how do I help them figure that out and not be worried about if they're going to go to a four-year you know if they're going to go to a trade school or you know whatever that is like I think that should be basic healthy parenting is loving your kid figure level I mean, because obviously trade schools, these guys are making more money than kids who come out of a four year with a major, oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, their bachelor's degree, master's, whatever, they're not making the same money. So that should be just irrelevant to what you're helping your kid get to. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, like, uh, you know, my, my mother, has a you know, PhD in, you know, higher education, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but she taught eighth grade language arts of reading for 37 years in Columbus public school system. 
like where does that aptitude go what what was stressed to me is that if you have an aptitude for something you need to pursue it in such a way that uh it will benefit you further on and i looked at acting in that way like me personally i was like i will make money mm. doing that now that unfortunately for most of the and i don't know if how many actors or actresses there are out there that doesn't happen for the majority of people um but at the same time after i got out of the army and did my stint like i looked at sales and i was like you know what this is just almost exactly like this other thing and i was like i could probably apply 95 percent of the skill that i gleaned from this into this and it works it works and 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 it's about aptitude uh if you have the aptitude for the thing uh why not culture that uh why not you know cultivate that in a sense or in a way that you know will work for the individual versus like hey go get your like i said go get your poli sci degree or go get your uh go get your PE or go get your, you know, whatever the fuck dumb degree and just be like the rest of the machine. Like let's cultivate aptitude. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I've always loved art. I've always loved drawing and whatever, anything to do with art. But in high school, I remember, I just remember everyone saying that like art's not a degree. You can't go be an artist. You're not going to make any money. You need to to make you money. That's all you hear. Right. Like, you well, can't I think, do any I think creative. Now, if you were a high school kid now saying you want to be an artist, they'd be like, well, you need to go to, uh, I don't know, what's, what's a big art school? Uh, New Pratt. York. You need to go to Pratt. Yeah. You need to go to Pratt right now. Yeah, you can't be an artist without a $100,000 degree <laughs> in how to make art, right? But I remember thinking, like, I can't be an artist. I have to find something else to do. That's not a realistic goal right. so i didn't do that i went into community college right after high school and i did everything else i was a political science major i was a psychology major i went into art history i tried everything and then i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to call i'm gonna go to the army why do, why do you well why do you think that after i got my degree in acting i was like uh i'm gonna be an airborne infantryman yeah, there's, exactly. there's nothing uh, no there's no fucking <laughs> there's no fucking way <laughs> coming back and and then like really thinking about it after i had been to the army and i'm like i'm still artistic like this is who i am i love art but i know that i'm also um little more technical too i'm not just an artist so the design part of it is what caught me the having to be precise with your design and also having that artistic outlet. Well, yeah, it's putting a discipline to your art, right? That's, that's yes. putting a discipline to your art. Exactly. Um, and I didn't even know that was a, a, a profession before. Man, Janice, I, we're like opposite stories. That's great. <laughs> and I, or you went to the army and then went to college and then I went to college and then the army. That's. <sighs> <laughs> I wish I would have done it the other way. 
Yeah. Well, I also had a divorce and a breakdown in between those. So, hey, I'm not gonna wood for all of those things. So, just you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but kind of uh, to your point about trade stuff like plumbers and like shapes to your point too like i some of the more successful and happy people like friends that i have out of high school like they like i have one friend who right out of high school went and go went to go work for a uh like a new construction plumber and you mm-hmm. know people people would talk so much shit about him like oh he's plumbing now you know uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're not you, unplugging fucking toilets, man. Yeah, you're like that's what he's like. That's what you say. It's like I'm not like fishing your shit out of a toilet. Like I'm, I'm framing up, doing like while they're framing up a house, or like he even did like they even did commercial stuff. Um, but you know, he had he had mm-hmm. a football scholarship like Eastern Tennessee. He didn't take because he knew. He told me he's like, <clears> man, <throat> like I'm not gonna go to the NFL. So why the fuck do I need to go get like my bang, brains beat in playing college football? So he went to go plumbing. People would talk so much shit about him. And now he owns it. He's got a what the professional plumbing license. He got that before I think we were even twenty five. Like he was like super young when he was able to get that. And then started his own business, parlayed that. He ended up like I think I don't know how many guys he has, but he has like last time I went to go see him, like in North Carolina, he had like ten work trucks. So I mean that's some sort of indication of success. And now he just started a pretty good outfit. Then started another company building like spec houses, you know, and as I'm, she's probably more successful than 90% of the people I graduated with, you know? So I think it's mm-hmm. find find something. I'm not, and I'm not going to say like, he was like, Oh, I love plumbing, but there's obviously something about that job that he knew like, Hey, I could tolerate this job. There must have been something enjoyable about it or else he wouldn't have stuck around. Listen, Bill, Bill, when you put that level on that pipe and you understand the degree of the slope that you need to make it to the stink pipe and have proper uh, backflow and air pressure behind what's going down the drain. Yeah, so my, my dick has never been strong enough to hold a level on it for that amount of time. Um, but I'll take your word for it. You know, uh, I tried, I mean, I've, I've, of course, like every man has tried, I want to see how level my dick is to the earth. Um, but at the time when I tried it, all I had was like a big, like kind of like two foot aluminum guy. Um, a lot of weight. It is. It is. So then I tried to like, I tried, you know, twine and then duct tape. Um, and then they told me to get the fuck out of Lowe's. So. So with that, I think this is obviously a subject, you know, we can go on and on about. Um, and I think sure. we could probably do a whole other. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about uh, value and education, not. Me. About Lowe's, right? About, yeah, not me yeah. finding how level my dick is. It's about I'm being, uh, de- depending, yeah, depending on the tide. It's somewhere around one to two degrees off of parallel. Um that's your OnlyFans, though, right? I mean, people can catch people can catch you on your OnlyFans, though, right? Yeah, yeah, my OnlyFans. Uh, I haven't really published that one yet. I'm debating. Um, I'm really trying to find like my theme 
You know, I want to stand out amongst the crowd. I don't want to be just another tall, skinny white guy. You know what I mean? So. I mean, on there, on there, I, I mean, I, I at least have my fro. So, I mean, like that, that, that makes me stand out pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, and I'm, I'm just still kidding. Like, I don't have a chance, but I'm still like, it's still 50, 50 between people I've sent it to about like my, my dick pic angle. You know, I've said it on the show before, but like to do yeah. between like from between looking up. Right. And like, so you see like the head of my penis and then you just kind of, see but you're like the poking up over top. No, but and you like the googly you know, eyes. Like, you like the googly eyes. Like I like, right. You put them on the end, and it's like, it's like sitting on a couch. Yeah. It's like, oh look, here it's sitting on a couch. Yeah. So or like, I've oh tried look, that. here it's on, it's on the, it, it, it it's on the bureau. I've never gotten any team. dick pics like this. I feel like I need to. You should not have just said that on. No, the the. the we talked about this last time I was on. The on the Probably. bureau making it always one, it always comes down to dick pics shapes. It, like, uh, what's the, what is the I, rule? That that skinny white guy thing is totally real. Totally real. <laughs> yeah, it the, is. Yeah, it is. What okay. up, girl? I'm a chubby tall white guy. I understand. I'm the opposite. From the show when they're like, oh my God, go look at this TV show at this time frame. And holy shit, that thing's huge. Remember? Yeah. yeah skinny white guy. Tall, to- skinny white guy. Yeah. But I was like, wait a minute. I've, I know someone. I've had one of those before. Skinny white guy. The biggest one I've ever seen. What about what about uh five eight uh black dude? I think that we we have been um marginalized. I, uh, I don't think anybody's been marginalizing you know, it, black guys' penises for a long time. <laughs> I think that's I think that might be the one market that uh you're I, mean, I, I gotta check my I gotta check my porn I gotta check my porn hub history. Hold on really quick. Hold on. I would have to go look at porn because I've never seen one of those. Black guys don't like me. Oh that's uh I that's tough. They like my sisters. They don't like me. Oh uh, you know well we'll deep dive into that one in another episode. Yeah we can deep dive into that one in the next episode. <laughs> so but anyways, what I was going to say is I tried the googly eyes. They won't stick to my sack, right? Man, work, right? that's always a problem. But true story, uh, my, my oldest had a birthday not too long ago, and my mom on the outside of a, the box that like of a present she got had these huge googly eyes. I mean, they're probably like six inches around. So later that night, obviously, like so – I was drunk. It was a kid's birthday party. Of course you get drunk, right? Especially if you're me. Oh, fuck yeah. And uh, yeah. I kept those eyes for a reason because I knew that my in-laws were taking both of our boys for the night. So my wife was walking around like with no pants on and I stuck them to her butt. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. That's a classic move. It had to be done. I mean, she's mm-hmm. like, that's really immature. I was like, no, it's, it's it, I mean, it had to be done. Sometimes, sometimes butt googly eyes are better than uh, the the butt that the googly eyes are on because it just 
adds another layer. Your wife has a good butt too, so. Yeah, yes, she does. Yes, she does. Her butt has made her more famous in the Nooner community than me. Or actually, not even her butt, (laughs) just the illusion of her butt, actually, so. I'll get her on here one day. You could. I'll get her on here one day. We'll wear our matching sweatshirts. I don't know if you're watching the video show, I'm wearing a, an I don't know Margo sweatshirt. I don't know if you understand the reference, but. I don't got that reference. Uh, Christmas vacation? Christmas. Yeah, Christmas vacation. So my wife has a matching sweatshirt that says, and why is the carpet all wet, Todd? And it's, I don't know, Margo. It's it's the Christmas season, y'all. Come on. (laughs) See, Hapes, you're not familiar with Christmas Vacation? I don't remember that part of it. I just remember, like, the whole shitter's full part and then the fucking bird just... Ah! Yeah, Yeah, you got a sad combo. And with that, we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, We can go all night with... uh, Yeah, let's wrap it up. With debauchery and corruption in the education system. We'll save that for another episode. So, um, obviously, everybody knows. Smash that like button. Yep. Hammer that. Crush that like button like it's in the front row of Astro World. Nothing? All right. Moving on. And um, so <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube. Hit your boy up high and angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. High and angry. So, uh, You've, uh, JJ, sounds like you're going to have some time to uh, get the, the High and Angry podcast kind of rolling up on a regular schedule again. Can you uh, tell us about that real quick? Nah, we're, we've got some uh, changes in our future. Um, there's some things on the horizon that uh, are matriculating, and uh, it will give us a little bit more time to, you know, repartee with the people. And that's what I'm all about. Y'all know that if you've been watching uh, and I'm excited to kind of, you know, give it a little bit of a, a, a churn of the butter churn for my fee- my people out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll make sure to uh, include a link in the bio. Um, I'm up top. So JJ point down like this. I'll be, I'll be down here. Yeah, I'll be down there. Where it's, where it's at. Yeah. Down there, kind of right below Shapes and JJ. So I'll put a link to uh, all of High and Angry stuff yeah. because uh, JJ does a very entertaining podcast, and I'm super happy that he's going to have some time to uh, to do that more regularly because it's a lot of fun. So definitely go uh, subscribe to him while you're at it. Subscribe to me if you haven't already. Uh, it'd be very weird if you've listened this long <clears> on the live <throat> show and have not subscribed, but the world's a weird place. Rude. Uh, yeah, round. Um, you definitely won't be getting a. You. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. Superman, that how? Uh, I don't know. Maybe is that is that the new motto for the Nooner Nation podcast? Superman, that how? We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Um, no, nothing. No. Shapes is looking at me. No, like that could be a motto. Language. All right, I'm wrapping up. I do this every time. Have so much fun wrapping up. Uh, I can see how Rogan does it for three hours. Uh, I reached out to him about this show. He has not responded back. Um, so, anyways, Joe Rogan. Yeah. 
So go, uh, you know, like, subscribe. Uh, kind of the big currency in podcast world is iTunes. So definitely, uh, even if you're playing it for your pets while you're out, you know, go hit up the audio when the, I post this later. Um, I know I've saw in the live chat. Apparently, my internet connection has been pretty crappy. I'm supposed to have one gig to the home. Thanks a lot, Mediacom. Um, if you've uh, ever seen that episode of South Park with the cable companies, that's exactly how it fucking is. Um, but so if the audio comes up a bit weird, I'm sorry. Um, I'm hoping that the only audio comes out good. But anyways, so like, subscribe, uh, go to iTunes, rate, review, listen. Um, and I made a note of this. It is the holiday season. So any parents out there, before we sign off, go move the fucking elf before you go to bed tonight. <laughs> you. <laughs> right? You know how many times I've, I've getting nudged by my wife at like three in the morning? Like, go move the elf. That fucking elf. Y'all creative with it too. I try to be. My wife doesn't let me get creative. The best re- I, I, I'll give you the. I'll give you this one. There's one on. There's there's one on uh, uh, on the TikToks where a parent cut holes in all their children's clothing while they were sleeping, and then took the uh, gatherings of those cut holes and piled it on top of the elf in the elf's home uh and said and there was a note that said uh i'm sorry i got a little cold during last night and i had to get some warmth and it was like holy shit you just cut hope what a monster no, I tried to convince my wife into doing uh, let me do, like, not for the kids, obviously, or maybe for the kids. It might be time they learn. Um, like an elf in the shelf after dark thing for Instagram. You know, where he's like doing lines of coke mm. off of Barbie's ass, you know, things like that. Mm. Um, she wasn't damn. Last year, my daughter's elf was last day so right before she was heading out I tied up all of the dolls all my daughter's dolls like behind their backs and had one in the sink being waterboarded <laughs> and said hey I'm, I'm leaving but I just wanted to let you know like your dolls are all going to behave for you while I'm gone it's pretty good classic and we're going to close Wonderful. on that because now we all know what no, Jessica Pornhub search Jessica. looks like yep we all know mm-hmm and like she said, she's never gotten Jessica. any kind of crazy dick pics. So maybe we, you we're buck all, that trend, we're all here with right? You. Yeah, we're all here with you, Jessica. So, I mean, she's on Instagram. I'm not going to like really dox her on that one. So you're going to have to do some work to find her. But if you find her, get creative with the dick pics, please. And with that, this has been the Nooner Nation. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, I know that we get you know, a little offhand out here. Uh, I tend to get to drinking and talking bullshit, but we have fun, you know, googly eyes on my wife's butt, Jessica's search history. So anyway, so we'll be back again next week on Thursday. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Thank you. Good night. Step up in this bitch like... 
I'm the one your bitch like Yeah, I'm the one your bitch like And I be talking shit like I ain't scared to lose a fist fight And she grabbing on my life She wanna see if it'll fit right That's just the way Shine in the shade. Bird can't fly in the cage. Even when somebody go away, the feelings don't really go away. That's just the way.